We have a special episode for you guys tonight. I did an interview with one of our listeners and a good friend of mine about voting third party or not voting third party. And we hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So, uh, Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on. Uh, for the listeners, uh, this is Alan, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. And uh, he commented on one of our shows uh, talking about voting third party. And I figured this is a good uh, time to get someone on the show to uh, kind of discuss our opinions. Um, if you want to say anything before we get started, Alan. Well, uh, just like I, I said earlier, um, I think the gist of this whole conversation is that um, people just need to be educated about the candidates they're voting for, and they need to understand that voting alone is not enough to uh, to make lasting difference. Um, if you're not happy with what your candidate is doing, call them. Yeah. Yeah, getting, getting involved is definitely a important thing and a duty as a citizen so um yeah so before we get started uh i don't i don't know if any of you listeners saw the comment but alan was uh saying it was a good idea to vote third party and so i'm uh i disagree and so we're gonna kind of both offer our thoughts on the idea and then just kind of have a discussion about it you guys uh take from it what you want so um, do you want to kind of present your ideas first or would you like me to go first? Well, I just had a conversation with somebody earlier tonight and I, I told them that the best position is to have a rebuttal. So <laughs> if you want to go first, that's fine. If you don't, um, I do have something I'd like to read. Um, it's It's known as George Washington's farewell address and he actually pinned it um, following his first term as president, and he decided to go ahead and, and pursue a second term. So it was rewritten and revised again later. Um, but if you give me just a second, I'll have to bring it up on my phone here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. He's got, it's like, he's got like bulleted points in within this letter. Yeah. And I'm going to start with point 20 here because that's where he talks, starts talking about, well, I'll just go ahead and start reading it. Okay. One second. Starting from his farewell address. I have already intimated to you the danger of parties in the state with particular reference to the founding of them on geographical discriminations. Let me now take a more comprehensive view and warn you in the most solemn manner against the baneful effects of the spirit of party generally. I love the language here. It's so archaic. Yeah. This spirit. Oh, geez. One second here. My phone is in uh, low power mode. So it... Sorry. Here we no go. Okay. This spirit, unfortunately, is inseparable from our nature, having its root in the strongest passions of the human mind. 
It exists under different shapes in all governments, more or less stifled, controlled, or repressed. But in those of the popular form, it is seen in its greatest rankness and is truly their worst enemy. The alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge, natural to party dissension, which in different ages and countries has perpetrated the most horrid enormities, is itself a frightful despotism. But this leads at length to a more formal and permanent despotism. The disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual, and sooner or later the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns this disposition to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty. Without looking forward to an extremity of this kind, which nevertheless ought not to be entirely out of sight, the common and continual mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make it the interest and duty of a wise people to, to discourage and restrain it. It serves always to distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one part against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. <clears throat> it opens the door to foreign influence and corruption, which find a facilitated access to the government itself through the channels of party passions. Thus the policy and the will of one country are subjected to the policy and will of another. There is an opinion that parties in free countries are useful checks upon the administration of the government and serve to keep alive the spirit of liberty. This within certain limits is probably true, and in governments of a monarchical caste, patriotism may look with indulgence, if not with favor, upon the spirit of party. But in those of the popular character, in governments purely elective, it is a spirit not to be encouraged. From their natural tendency, it is certain there will always be enough of that spirit for every sal salutary purpose. And there being constant danger of excess, the effort ought to be by force of public opinion to mitigate and assuage it. A fire not to be quenched, it demands a uniform vigilance to prevent its bursting into a flame, lest instead of warming, it should consume. It is important, likewise, that the habits of thinking in a free country should inspire caution in those entrusted with its administration to confine themselves within, within their respective constitutional spheres, avoiding in the exercise of the powers of one department to encroach upon another. The spirit of encroachment tends to consolidate the powers of all the departments in one, and thus to create, whatever the form of government, a real despotism. A just estimate of that love of power and proneness to abuse it, which predominates in the human heart, is sufficient to satisfy us of the truth of this position. The necessity of the reciprocal checks in the exercise of political power by dividing and distributing it in, into different depositories and constituting each the guardian of the public wheel against invasions by the others has been evinced by experiments ancient and modern. 
some of them in our country and under our own eyes. To preserve them must be as necessary as to institute them. If, in the opinion of the people, the distribution or modification of the constitutional powers be in any particular wrong, let it be corrected by an amendment in the way which the Constitution designates. But let there be no change by usurpation, for though this, in one instance, may be the instrument of good, it is a customary weapon by which free governments are destroyed. The precedent must always greatly overbalance in permanent evil any partial or transient benefit which the use can any at any time yield. And then, of course, he goes on, but I think that's pretty much all that's pertinent at the moment. All right. I'll switch it back off the spear. Oh, no, it was off. Sorry. So you can see that a lot of that is still very, very relevant today. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 most of what he said fits perfectly in line in, in what we're seeing in this country. It's part of the reason why I think – Unfortunately, we are on the verge of revolution in the country yet again. I do not want to see another civil war. Right. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Uh, I've heard things. I've heard uh, things such as the cold civil war or civil cold war, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, going on currently. Yeah, by certain current definitions, yeah. I mean, by certain definitions, yes, we are currently in a cold civil war. I mean, again, by certain definitions, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are at war with each other. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm really grateful. You don't hear a lot of – I'm not aware of any Republican candidate anywhere calling for uh, – Republican constituents to harass. I mean, this is basically the the, the gist of what they're saying. They're calling for harassment of Republican candidates. In fact, the Republicans in, in response to many different situations. Mo the most recent being the Kavanaugh uh, uh, nomination. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, the Republicans have denied it, or not denied. They've condemned, denounced it. it. Yeah. Yeah. When it when it has happened. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a big difference between the two. Right, right. And you know, while I readily admit that you know voting for a third party in a national election seems pretty useless, um, to me it's you know I, I I'll just tell you right now you know with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump being the presidential candidates for this most recent presidential election. I found myself unwilling to vote for either candidate because, yeah. you know, to me, Hillary was as as good as a as a murderer. Yeah, she sent those men to in you know she left those men in Benghazi to die. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know that's a stretch of the imagination for some, but to me, the, it, it it's almost equivalent. It's you know it's at at best it is negligence. You know, she neg she neglected her duty to save them, you know, to protect those men and and the uh, the diplomats in their care. So um, and then, you know, on the flip side, you've got Donald Trump, who 
before he was elected, I had no idea where he stood on most issues. He was he was he waffled so bad. You know, I'm like, I can't vote for this guy either. I don't even know where he actually stands. So what choice was I left with? Yeah, I I can definitely see that, especially in an election year such as 2016 when the candidates were bad. Right. Um, all right, Eric wants to say something. Yeah, my, I, my dad, he kind of felt the same way whenever he was voting, but he said, you know, with Hillary Clinton, it's like suicide. You know what you're getting. He said right. Donald Trump's kind of like Russian roulette, so he said, I was gonna, he said the <laughs> only reason he really took the chance was because he knew the judge. Whenever uh, uh, Scalia died, he said he had to, he said he knew he had to vote Trump. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a big reason I think Donald Trump was able to collect so many votes was the Supreme Court enough people mm-hmm. were like we they they're like we can't let Hillary pick one um, right well and and you know I'm willing to admit again that I was I was my mind was clouded by the fact that you know I couldn't see that he was a person that I could support his policies because again, I didn't know what his policies were. Now, if I had been pragmatic, like many voters are, and I understand that, but knowing that he's, he was obviously far more likely to appoint um, constitutional judges. I hate to use the word conservative when I'm referring to a judge because they're not supposed to be partisan. Right. But there's one proper way to interpret the Constitution, and that's in context. You have to interpret it from the historical context, you know, understanding, you know, read the Constitution and read the Federalist Papers. The Federalist Papers describe, you know, the policies of those men at the time. They further back up what the Constitution says. Yeah. And if you don't, in, if you don't interpret the Constitution from the perspective of the Federalist Papers that were left behind to to make very clear and delineate what the Constitution was meant to do, which is, you know, tell the government what it's supposed to do and anything it's not specifically enumerated, it cannot do. Now, obviously, we've expanded dramatically on that. Oh, yeah. Sadly. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are some amendments that we need. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, Knowing, you know, I, I was, I've been thrilled with Nikki Haley, his appointment as UN, ambassador to the UN. I've been thrilled with many of his policy choices, but I still don't regret my choice not to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, I and I can see <laughs> that. I can see that. Um, my uh, my thing with and again, it kind of comes down to uh, even though there was uncertainty with uh, Trump. There was certainly certainty with Clinton, and it w- didn't look good. Um, and, I mean, in hindsight, we can see how much of a chance Donald Trump actually did have because, I mean, he won. Uh, but at the right. time, it was such, they were giving him such a slim chance to win. And, right. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to vote at the time. But if I had been, I would have uh-huh. voted for him because – my thing what it wasn't necessarily supporting him but doing everything in my power which is one vote to stop hillary mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. illinois goes democrat all the time anyway but still to do what i can to be able to right. stop in in the off in the off chance illinois yeah. 
would ever go the other way. Well, what's interesting about your statement is, you know, um, and I, I know you're already well aware of this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it for the sake of the recording. Um, the majority of the state of Illinois goes red. Right. And then, of course, you know, the, the counties where Chicago is located, potentially Springfield, Champaign-Urbana, probably Jackson County because it's, you know, basically ran by Carbondale and, and the politics of Carbondale. Um, you know, those are the few counties that actually go blue in the state. But because the population is so condensed in those areas, they outvote mm-hmm. the rest of the state. And again, that's an example of why the Electoral College is necessary. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by a landslide, but but Trump won the electoral by a landslide. Yes. I mean, it was a landslide. Oh, yeah. It, it was fun to watch. It, yeah, I... <laughs> I've been greatly amused by the clips of 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 Cenk Uyghur, you know the well, that guy from the from the Turks. He's <laughs> he's fun to watch when he's upset, and that's yeah. about the only time he's fun to watch. That was that was funny. Yeah. And well, and and, and, and there's, I believed it was Clinton's um, campaign manager. There's actually a video clip of him crying. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be honest. My my English teacher cried at school the next day. Oh my! We we didn't do anything. She just. Are you cried. talking about this? Is you were still in high school at this time, right? Yeah, it was my senior year. How I embarrassing! Yeah. So it it was it was. <laughs> Did he say he drank? He yes, said he Mr. said what? Well, two days and drank. Mr. Brown, which hammered. was the government teacher, which you know that actually oh, brought that actually brought me to something. So when you were talking about how the whole state uh, goes red except for Chicago, and the same is true for uh, Colorado and to a certain extent California, because other than L.A. and San Francisco, a lot of the area, a lot of California is red. Well, something Mr. Brown actually said when I was in his class, which kind of was interesting because he's a liberal and he was open about it, obviously. Well, something he he, he said about the Electoral College. Now, he did say we should not abolish the electoral college, which a lot of people right. after That's this election wisdom. had, but he, you know, he didn't say that, but he said one thing he thought would be a good idea. And I, you know, I've kind of sat on both sides of it. Um, I know a couple states, a couple states split the vote. Um, but it was that, uh, each, well, I don't know if he said this part, but he said they, they split the votes up per district. So if our say our our district, our congressional district were to go red, that's that electoral vote goes red. And then I kind of took it as I, I know the votes aren't exactly um, the same, but I, I noticed that um, the number of representatives and senators combined is about the around the number of electoral votes. Right. Um, so uh, each I. My thing, what I took from what he was saying, I don't know if he said the uh, this part, but that the the full state popular vote, you would take that and do the the there would be two electoral votes for that because to represent the two senators, and then the each district would have its own electoral vote. And I thought about that, and I thought it would seem that would play better on the Republican side of that because states that yeah. go blue are most of their districts are red and so right. i think that would 
I don't, I don't know why he's mentioning that because that would play <laughs> against his beliefs. That's the funny thing about leftists is they typically, you know, they don't realize that some of the suggestions they make are self sabotage. Yeah. Which is and and why it's again so amusing that so many of them are uh, uh, cannibalistic. I mean, if yeah. you. It doesn't matter what you believe if you uh, disagree on one little thing that somebody, you know, another leftist thinks. If you don't think the same way as I do on this issue, we can't even talk to each other. I mean, they, mm. they get Daniel I've vitriolic had, with each other when they agree on most issues. I've had friends that they they don't – they're not like they're not my friend anymore. They'd still talk to me and everything, but yeah. when it comes to politics, they – don't even want to hear reasons why somebody would support right. Donald Trump. Right. And and they're not willing to separate his personality from his policies. And so right. it's like I, I support him because especially after he's been elected and the, the more time passes, the more I like him. Uh, right. It's like I, I love his policies. His policies, uh, f- for the most part, fit with my values. Um, mm-hmm. And so – I, I like him for that. I don't have to like things he's done in his personal life. Right. But they don't get it. They, do, they don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I've heard Eric several times say that, you know, the president isn't supposed to be our role model. He's our, you know, he's the country's leader. And if there's anybody the better to uh, portray that, I would be surprised, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, Trump is the perfect example of that in my mind. Yeah. But, no, it would be nice if he were a while. It would be very good. But a lot of times you'll find someone who's a good role model but doesn't get stuff done. It's really not really a balance out there good. Also, today, as you guys were going on, like, you can't have conversation about anything or prove points with, like, leftists. Today in class, same English teacher who cried all class, um, I asked her, so are you going to watch the Trump rally? And she said, no, I hate that man. That man disgusts me and all this. And she talks bad. I was like, why? What do you mean? I, said, I, said, I asked her why. She says, he hasn't done a good thing for this country. I was like, what? I, I, told <laughs> the commie, I talked about the commies doing all that. She says, that's an important. What's important is people and this, that. And I was like, what What do you mean it's an important? It was such. The economy blo- is extremely important. It was such baloney. And then she's like, well, he. He's racist, doesn't like black people. I said, he's done more for the black community than anyone else. The black unemployment is at the lowest it's ever been. I'm pulling out facts. She's like, well, where'd you get that from? I was like, CNN, actually. She goes, really, CNN report that? I said, yeah, funny. CNN actually performed an uh, act of journalism. And uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, they it, told it the was, truth. It was funny. And so, like, she was just, the whole time, she's like, well, I can't support someone who made fun of someone who's disabled. She's just pulling up bad stuff about it. I said, I can't support someone who left four people dying in Benghazi. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 30,000 emails. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so sad. You can't even have civil, or, civil not really argument, civil conversation. Civil you. conversation, yeah. Now, there was well, one person at um, a place I volunteer at, Soup Kitchen. She's, uh, she's on the left, but she's actually very civil. We had a conversation about why we support stuff, and She's not really a leftist. She's a liberal. I'd say that she's more on the liberal side. But she was, she don't totally understand why I had my beliefs, and I totally, and you know, we had actually a very civil conversation. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I, 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 I'm jealous for that. It's, 
it's practically impossible to have a conversation with somebody on the left side of the political spectrum without them getting vitriolic, without them calling you names, without, you know, ad hominem attacks. And, and then you've got this false dichotomy on top of all of that. It's not about choosing good and bad. It's a, you know, it, what's good for the country is following the constitution, you know, People trying to paint the Republican side as all good and, and the Democratic side or the leftist side as all bad, that's not necessarily an accurate picture either. Now, I'm far more likely to believe that that's the case than vice versa because, again, you've got senators like Maxine Waters calling for people to be violent. Yeah. And to represent the right. And I think I think – in the long run, that is going to hurt them. And as we've seen, um, we're seeing it hurt them now. <laughs> well, yeah. And especially since Kavanaugh, Republicans have been way up in the polls. So um, that, that's a good sign. Um, I want to kind of we're having good conversation, but I want to get us a little more back on track with uh, yeah. third party versus not. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to bring it bring up as well or just you know you're saying which i completely get i knew other people the same way that just they did not want to vote for trump right right and 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 usually that is my typical tack on on elections is you know if i find both parties completely unpalatable like i expect to you know or like i am leaning for the governmental race here in illinois you know, Rauner's not conservative, and Pritzker, by all indications, is criminal. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or would would like to be at least. Um, and uh, so you know, I'm I'm planning to vote third party again in this situation, and it's just a simple fact that, you know, whether we get Pritzker or Rauner, I think it's more of the same. Uh, it, to an extent, I I see some of that, but. Also not at the same time. I would love someone else other than Rauner. It's just yeah. with... I voted for Jeannie Ives in the primary because... I, I did, too. I felt she was a much stronger candidate. And well, I did, actually too. conservative. I voted Jeannie Ives, too. Okay, so... She uh, could have. <laughs> I think I'm going to jump into what I've got now. Uh, okay. Unless you had anything else. Uh, so... Well... Yeah, go the ahead. The one thing that I did want to... to bring up is there's so many Republican candidates that, you know, claim the party line of, you know, conservative on spending and, you know, small government. But what I'm seeing, even for the ones that I vote for on a regular basis, is, you know, I, I've spoken with Mike Bost. I think he's an excellent guy, mm -hmm. but I do disagree with him on a lot of policies because, you know, I've heard him say that he would protect entitlements you know like medicare and you know and yeah. is it a good program yes um but is it is it a necessary government program it's not right it's government spending you know it's it's more tax money out of our pockets where we could actually use that money to pay for our own health care as opposed to government taking it from us and then saying you know we're going to take care of this for you but they have to hire bureaucracy and, you know, this money is, is greatly diminished by the time it reaches the people it's actually met for. Mm -hmm. I hate Medicare because it made us get rid of cable. 
Well, and, I, and the the Republican Party is just as guilty as the Democratic Party at using the government to accomplish its its uh, intentions. And yes. I understand that's part of politics. Yeah, I yeah, that's but definitely if true. you're if you're claimed to be for small government or smaller government, then your votes, your actions should back that up. And I'm not seeing that. And that's part of my problem with, you know, that's part of my um, disillusionment, I guess, with the Republican Party. You know, it's very, very rare that I vote Democratic at all because, you know, that's part of their platform is for bigger government. And bigger government is not helpful. It does not increase the freedom of the citizens. Yes. And that's a big problem for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I vote third party because it's like you guys aren't not actually doing what you say you're willing to do. So why should I give you my vote? Yep. And I think there are a lot of people that vote Republican that do agree with you on those specific uh, topics. And so that that will that actually that's going to come into play in something I'm going to say towards the end. Um, So, uh, are you done with what you had or? I'm finished for the moment for sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, man. All right. So of course, one thing I have with third party, which everyone that doesn't like voting third party is, is that the third party candidate isn't going to win. That's the main thing. But it's it's not necessarily that they can't win that I wouldn't want to vote third party, but it's that the Democrats can. And I while there are th- some things with the Republican Party that I, you know, I disagree with or at least the candidates in the party I, I disagree with, the Democrat Party is so against everything that I stand for that I I can't bring myself i can't bring myself yeah it's not it's not as much for them but just to against the democrats Democrats. yeah because i know that if my vote isn't going for the republican that's one less vote and one less chance they have to beat the democrat and that's uh i was listening to hannity earlier today and he was talking about the different senate races and uh the uh one he he mentioned one of the races that it's close but the Republican – and I don't remember which race it was, but he said the Republican candidate, some of his votes are being siphoned by the Libertarian candidate. And yeah, the Libertarian candidate in, on some issues I may relate to more if I were to be voting in this state. But now because those votes w- that would be going for him are now going to the Libertarian, it makes it more likely for the Democrat to win. And especially lately, the Democrats, they just get worse and worse and the Lately, it's so bad. I would absolutely just hate to see them in power. Um, yeah, and, then well, and I, that's that again. That's one of the situations where I'm I'm upset with the Republicans because the Democrats move left, and then the Republicans do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been a problem for a long time. Yeah. Um. So. Another thing, well, I this Kavanaugh thing, they're going more right. Well, not necessarily more right, but they are showing more of a yeah. of a will willingness to fight that voters right. have been voters have been very upset with for a long time that the Republicans they they've always you know they they wanted so bad to take the high road that they're just gonna you know let the Democrats play their little games, but they're they're like we've had enough when they saw 
Kavanaugh with such a good record, such a good man, and right. what they were willing to do to him, they said we're not going to stand for it. And that's helping them in the polls, and it's also giving me much more confidence when I cast my vote for the Republicans uh, next month. Um, but also, I thought you were going to uh, bring this up because you posted it on your Facebook the other day saying that voting third party sends a message to uh, to the media and to the other parties, you know, that they're that they're unhappy with the candidates uh, that they yeah. have. And um, I do agree with that to an extent. Um, but again, going back to uh, my statement that the Democrats that like voting third party, especially on, you know, with libertarian or other parties that align more with Republican, giving them the chance to win, especially again, especially lately, it might it might work in the long run to send a message and and get third parties in there, but but by then the Democrats have had control. It, you know, in the I saying that enough people voted that it pulled enough votes away that the Democrats were to win. I mean that's how. Well, not necessarily because. I, I th- so the 1860 election with Lincoln, I think he did get enough votes that even if all the other party, because it was like four parties, even if the other parties were all one party, he still would have won. But uh, it it made it a lot easier for him to win because the the parties were split, mm. um, and, and so it would work like that. But it'd be the other way around that the Democrats would take control because the votes are split, and I I just don't trust them to to do something that may that may help that um so yeah that but also (laughs) so uh you know the one thing that even though because of that reason i would would vote republican i before i kind of you know like a lot of people wasn't very i wasn't very happy with the two-party system a lot of people aren't they think we should have more parties uh, and you know I you know I I went along with that, but as I've looked more into it, I feel like the two party system is really good, especially for for how it is now. And I mean, well, a lot of the candidates now aren't good, but that's that's uh, the beauty in the way our parties are structured. Is one thing that other countries don't is primary elections. The voters. Mm-hmm. The voters pick the candidate that the that will represent the party. If right. that were if that were not the case, then maybe I would say you know we need more parties. But that is the case, and because of that, I think the two party system is the better system. Um, and the the main thing that kind of convinced me of that was looking at the alternatives. Was the what the alternative I think everybody can say is not good is the one party system. You know, unchecked power. It's just totalitarian, right. totalitarian government. Communism. We don't even have to go into details on why that's not good. Um, and then the the on the complete flip side, a multi-party system. Uh, you know, it, it's really hard for any party to obtain a majority. Yeah. And then now, yeah. let me let me ask you this real quick. When you when you mean when you say multi uh, multi-party, do you mean three or more or more than three? Three or more. Okay. Which three is still not as bad as more, but yeah, I mean three or more. I feel like if there was more, nothing would ever get done. Well, that's what I'm getting at. And, and, and there are some other countries 
Sorry, where it's kind because they don't have primary. I think Israel is one. I don't remember the other one. They have you know four or five parties. Well, Israel is much 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 smaller country, so yeah. you're not gonna have you're right. not gonna have those. But the the huge uh, shifts in political spectrum either. So yeah, yeah. But like the the way their multiple parties work is really the parties are much more similar. So no party has a majority, but they kind of work together to get a majority yeah. of votes and things. But that's because they don't have primary elections, which is why that is necessary because then you can have different viewpoints represented but the right. thing with the, the multi-party system it's harder for a party to get a majority and the winning party only represents a smaller amount of people rather than when you have one or two it's you pick either or then that person is broadly going to represent around half of the country and yeah that's a that's a thing when um when abraham lincoln won in 1860 uh, he only had 40% of the votes, but in the current, mm-hmm. I, while there, the, yes, there are other parties, but essentially we have a two-party system. In that system, 40% of the votes is not enough. Yeah, because of the electoral college, you can have a small uh, lead on the popular vote and still lose, which is a good thing. The electoral college is a very good system, but if you only get 40% of the votes, you are not going to win, which means you have to represent a larger number of the voters. So mm-hmm. broad, broadly, I feel like that's better because now they have to make sure that they're representing more people. They they can't cater to a small amount of Americans, and then because they had more votes than any of the other parties, they win even though they don't have a majority of the votes. Uh, so that, that was the big thing for me as far as why I, I don't think the multi-party system – is great and so did so i wrote this statement down earlier today when i was thinking about it and disagreements with some traditional party values does not disqualify one from joining a party or does it pose a real good reason to try and find a third party instead of having multiple parties the thing i think should should happen is that People in the Libertarian Party and other parties that align more Republican and the same goes on the other side is those candidates, instead of running in third party, they should come into the Republican Party. And like I like I said earlier, which I was, would lead to this is I think there are more voters out there than people think that would agree with like your statement earlier saying, yeah, the Republicans that we have now, they they still love government spending to to advance what they want but there are more there are more voters out there that disagree with that and i feel that if there were if the people in these third parties were to come into the main parties then they could they i think they would do well in uh primaries and again because we have primaries it makes the two-party system still work so the primary the primary is where you would select the candidate that best fits your values and the one that wins would be the one that got the most because he represents the largest number of people voting. And so I think overall it's better because having such a large – well, not audience, but a large support group because it's you know one choice or the other when it comes to the general election. Candidates have to, have to, be, have to support policies that more people are going to support. 
so it it it, it forces them to take views that are supported by more people and it uh it kind of protects from very radical ideas from getting in like uh socialism for example which still seems to be seeping its way into the democrat party there are people that they're, they're just they're on the left but they don't like socialism and as socialism you know candidates that come in that support socialism that doesn't represent as much of a number of democrats although maybe soon it will who knows so they're not going to get as many votes in the primaries and they they likely will not win the general election either because the the being the democrat party has to represent around half of the country socialism mm -hmm not around half the country likes it and so because it's that they, they have to cater to such a large number of people it keeps those ideas from uh coming into the mainstream uh i've heard people government. Oh, um i heard saw a thing or something about people wanting to open up a communist party i was like what like a full-blown communist well there party. used to be a socialist party in the united no, states I'm like a communist party i was like whoa yeah that's not no. And the, the differences between communism and socialism are actually quite minor, and people yeah. don't understand that how 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 much in common they actually have. Difference. I mean, it's more people die under communism. Well, the difference between a socialist and a communist is the communist has a gun. Yeah. True. But um, and so <laughs> yeah, and so I I feel like also in the two party system a change in values of people that vote for the party it's reflected in the party because of the primaries so donald trump for example he's the he was the first president elected as pro lgbt uh, uh, even though obama moved over to it he was he didn't support it when he was elected and even though that doesn't necessarily represent my ideas i although i mean i i see the conservative and libertarian side on that one so it's kind of difficult yeah. for me to pick exactly but the the yeah. republican the republican voters decided it is not as important to them that was not as important to them as somebody that was going to fight the media that has been trashing them for years and somebody yeah. that was going to be tough on these policies that they wanted in and because of the primaries the the primaries are the key to making the system work and right because because of the primaries, I think that our two-party system is is uh, very efficient and also very fair. Again, the the biggest uh, thing that I like about it is that it forces candidates to uh, support policies that represent a larger number of voters than if you had multiple mm. parties. And um, in the statement by George Washington you read, which George Washington I think is my favorite president, and while I can agree with a lot of what he said there, the one thing he said was that um, there is an opinion that parties in free countries uh, can serve the purpose of liberty. I don't know if I got that word for word, but that's essentially what he said. Um, the thing is, and I know the founding fathers, one thing I love about them is I feel like they had quite a good ability to be able to look into the future and see what was going to happen. And probably yeah. – based a lot on history they were able to see things that would happen i mean giving us the second amendment 
because they knew eventually the government was going to become tyrant and we would have to defend those liberties. And so, but well, they knew you know, there they, was a they, potential for that, and I think we're getting closer and closer to that all the time. Yes. Unfortunately, again, yeah. it's something I hope not to see in my lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. But it may be in yours or your children's. Yeah, and while they had a if God tarries, yeah, they had a great ability to do that. I again, they're they're still men, so they couldn't see everything that was going to happen. And I feel like he he probably didn't see. He didn't see that we would have primaries because traditionally parties, for my understanding, traditionally parties select their own candidates and then people vote to the party that selected the candidate that represents the most. Right. But because well, we and, have and primaries. For long, long period, yeah. Yeah. And for a long period of American history, um, the presidency was set up in such a way that the person that got the most votes um, earned the office of president and that whoever got the second most at that point became vice president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for many years that was the case and that was, um, I think even up to J, I may be mistaken on this, but even up to JFK, that was the case. And, and JFK then of course was a Democrat, you know, he yeah. was known as a Democrat probably the most conservative Democrat that I'm aware of, you know, that, that existed. Yeah. Um, well, especially based on but today's then Gerald Ford. Right. I believe it was Gerald Ford. That was his VP, right? I think so. I don't, I don't remember for sure. I'm not, I believe I'm not, it was. Yeah. Not for sure on that. And then, you know, like I said, Ford was a Republican. Um, but people were clamoring for the Vietnam war to end. And that's part of the reason. Uh, again, this is all conjecture. This is my personal opinion on the matter. I won't. I won't say that this is historically factual. Mm-hmm. Um, but my opinion is that that's probably part of the reason. Maybe the the biggest reason why uh, JFK was assassinated, so that Gerald Ford could take the office, and then end that Vietnam War. Sorry. Yeah, you know what? It, it was El- okay. it was Johnson. That's I I thought LBJ, that, but, but he was a Republican. Am I right? Um, I'm not sure. I think he was Democrat. He he may have been Republican, but I I don't think he was. If he was, I don't think he was a good one. Um, <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I I apologize my, for my uh, confusion. From my understanding, he was quite liberal. Um, I think Eric's looking that up right now. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, man, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now it's getting, <laughs> it's getting kind of late. But um, yeah, I yeah. think the, the the big thing was, I don't, I I love George Washington, but I don't think he foresaw that we would have primary elections. And mm-hmm. as I said, the, the primaries are the key to making the system work, huh? Yeah, LBJ was a Democrat. Uh, um, okay. So okay. yeah, I think my my big thing is. Again, I, I don't want to – well, I don't know if I said this, but I don't want to tell people how to vote. Anyone – you know, go out and vote what you what you think is the best. Vote your values. Um, yeah. But um, I think long term it would be better if uh, these other candidates were to just run in the primaries in one of the two main parties. And then the primaries will determine – 
who who's more well represented on either the right or the left and then the general election determines who actually wins um see i think i think that's a fair argument to make Mm -hmm. um but i will say that i was disappointed you know you know obviously we live in illinois and you know there's very little i can do about missouri politics uh but there was a libertarian candidate running you know a well a a long-term libertarian candidate and uh austin peterson ran in the republican party uh primaries in missouri and because he was a lesser known candidate aside from you know those who are already libertarian leaning in the state of missouri he didn't get as much attention he didn't have the momentum that holly did he certainly Mm -hmm. didn't have the financial backing that holly did Mm -hmm. and he didn't have the backing of trump president trump who you know just threw his support behind the front runner basically yeah. Um, and Peterson was close to Holly in the polls for for quite a, a long period of time, but Holly ended up winning that simply because he had more money, and that's where the pro- the problem comes in. Now, you know, could he could Peterson have a better shot next time if if you know the voters of Missouri see that Holly was not the candidate they thought he was? I sure hope so. I would love to see Peterson in 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 the Senate. Yeah. I mean, Peterson is Peterson is basically the flag bearer for libertarianism in my mind. You know, Johnson absolutely made a fool of himself uh, with yeah. his Aleppo yeah. um, thing. So, you know, he, to me, Peterson is the face of the Libertarian Party in America right now, and I think that's awesome because he's he's a pro-life libertarian. So. He's not yes. a Christian, but that does not matter to me as long as he's going to support religious freedom in the country. Right. You know, again, with you know, with Donald Trump, there's very little evidence to me that he is a Christian. But I don't think the government should be a Christian government. I just think it needs to allow us to uh, to express our freedom of religion as Christians. You know, Christians trying to force the government to be Christian is only going to further push people away from Christianity, and I, that's not something we need. Right. I I agree with that. So, and yeah, I wanted to bring in some of the religion into the debate because, I, you know, I, I think I, I really appreciate your guys' political stance on everything, and I, I know that's informed by your beliefs, but – you know, the podcast is called God's God, Guns, and Glory, and mm-hmm. so very little of the time. And I, I'm not disappointed. I, I've been thrilled with the podcast overall. But you guys bring your personal beliefs, you know, based the biblical beliefs that you have into the, the conversation a little less than I would prefer. You know, the podcast, okay. like I said, the co- podcast is God, Guns, Glory. So, and you can cut that out if you want to, but. Yeah. <laughs> well. Something I mentioned uh, when I was talking with my girlfriend was that, and and this this is something I maybe I could do better in trying to get that in because I've wanted to get that in and that's something I've thought about was we we want to talk more about that, um, but the it it's more political um, a lot because we can see news coming in every day so. We're constantly 
just getting mm-hmm. new material throughout the week, stuff that's like, oh yeah, this would be good to talk about, this would be good to talk about, but there's not necessarily that from a, a religious side necessarily, and I think with if viewers were to bring more topics, ask questions about that, then we would be able to offer up our thoughts. And I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. throw stuff completely on the viewers, but I would definitely love if viewers would give us suggestions on the God side of it, ask questions, or if right. something something we didn't see in the news that might relate to that, then uh, bring it up because you know we can't see everything. So um, I I would really love if people were to ask religious questions ask our opinions, mm-hmm. things like that, that would be, we would definitely love to talk more about that in that case. Right. Well, and, and while we're on that subject, uh, I know this isn't specifically a religious debate, um, but people tend to align on one side or the other based on, you know, based almost exclusively a lot of time on the religious belief. Uh, but yeah. I know that that all of you guys on your end and myself and probably the majority of your listeners are all pro-life. And yeah. I would like to just take a moment to show for a pro-life movie. Well, it's not specifically pro-life, but the message is, is pretty uh, strongly pro-life. Um, I, I know I've talked to you about it already, but the, the Gosnell yeah. film, um, the I can't I can never remember the subtitle, but it's basically he I think was, it was uh, um, the subtitles, The Trial of. America's, America's um, some silly, some worst, serial killer. Worst or yeah, yeah. This yeah, one of the worst serial killer basically in, in American yeah. history. Um, but because he was an abortionist, obviously the the media has been largely blacking this film out. And you know, most of the people I've mentioned it to are like, I've not heard of that. And yeah. you know, it makes perfect yeah. sense because. Hollywood doesn't want anybody to know about it. Um, I, I saw today um, they shared on Facebook that um, they're, they're even trying to block out the Wikipedia entry. Oh wow! For the Gosnell movie, I mean, yeah, it's I mean it's pervading that far. It's yeah. utterly ridiculous. But anyway, we've um, gone off the deep Digress. end of the rabbit trail. So yeah. 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 So but it, yeah, it was a good discussion, man. Um, I believe we both learned some things. I wanted to say so, one last thing. And I'm, I'm totally on board with you as far as as the primaries, you know, and trying to get more libertarian-minded candidates into the primary elections for Republicans. Yeah. Um, I, again, I was absolutely thrilled when I heard that Peterson was running in Missouri. If he had been uh, a candidate in Illinois, I would have thrown. The, my the full weight of my support behind him. In yeah. fact, I even contributed to him as a Missouri candidate. <laughs> yeah. So well, you know, I, I would love to see more of that happen. You mentioned he did pretty well. You know, keeping up with the the other candidate. I don't remember his name. Um. So yeah, even though he didn't win, it he did have quite a bit of support apparently on the Republican side. And so. Well, I think, and I that, think he had a major impact. That's that's what I'm hoping yeah. to see to continue. Obviously. Well, yeah, I'm I'm hoping more candidates like that can come into the Republican Party, and that's where I think 
long term, that would be the best thing to happen. And yeah, again, back to my the main thing that everybody that doesn't want to vote third party goes to is they don't want to take votes away and give give it over to someone else, especially in this Illinois race, because, again, I I really do not like Rauner, but some of the the tax yeah. that the the tax things that uh, JB he's trying to get us to pay taxes for driving our own thing vehicle. he JB's some of his tax things as far as like drive like miles driven like taxing your miles driven and we already give you a hundred dollars a year I think he mentioned even though the I think uh, one of his the people working on his campaign denied it he did mention something about ta- putting a tax on services. And just all that kind of stuff. I just, I cannot, I, I really do not want to vote for another party when, especially being the governor race, it's on, it is on popular vote. I, I really want to do what I can to stop JB from getting in. Cause yeah, again, while Rauner is definitely yeah. not the preferred candidate, he's the only one that is able to stop JB at this point. That's my main goal. Right. Well, I, I, I think, again, the situation in Illinois right now is it doesn't it's not terribly important who's the candidate, you know, who, who's in the governor's office as long as Madigan remains in. Oh, yeah. I, is he a senator or a, 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 a Congress? I can't remember. I think he's a congressman. But anyway, as long as he remains in office, I, I think it matters little yeah. who the governor is unfortunately Mm -hmm. so but yeah we need a major uh again personal opinion um this political shift in illinois right now and you know drain the swamp (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i've had multiple votes to get out of illinois yeah i the mass exodus of of conservative voters in Illinois moving to bo- neighboring states, uh, you know, it it ought to send a message, and it, it's yeah. like they don't care. You know, this is it's more power for us. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I and of course, you know, all... as as we discussed before, as we discussed before, it the left only moves left. They're not going to come. Right, right on anything yeah they don't so, they don't learn they don't learn from things such as the 2016 election when they they went yeah. so far left people were tired of it and they they're like their conclusion is they weren't left enough <laughs> hey, help let's us. get even more socialist <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's that's mostly all i wanted to yeah when will they say learn? on mine is people don't like getting their money taken away from them yeah so, well, again, I just like to reiterate that the most important thing to take away from this discussion, if you take anything away from it, other than <laughs> two losers, uh, <laughs> well, I think we, at least we were civil toward each, toward each other. So, um, you know, if if you aren't of the same mind that we are, then I don't know why you're listening. But um, again, the most important thing is is know your candidates. Get to know your candidates. Um, call them if you have to to find out. I, it seems like that's the only way to find out about candidates around here because, you know, it's such a rural community. So, you know, 
get phone numbers. I, I, I guarantee you, you can do it. So, you know, find out about your candidates and vote, especially in your local elections. They're as, just as important, if not more important than the nationwide elections. You know, the local po politics dictate the politics of the country at large. So mm -hmm. get involved, volunteer for a candidate's uh, um, campaign. Get, yeah. get in there and, and get to know the political system so that you can effect greater change. And then again, get the phone numbers for your candidates after they're elected, even if they're not from your party, and call them. Let them know where you stand on issues. Yeah. Yeah, the more the more involvement, the better I think our government will be at uh, supporting the yeah, things that I, we all support. It's, it's so. not enough it's not enough anymore just to vote yeah. you have to vote over and over and over again with your phone calls yeah so yeah it was a good discussion and we're glad to have you on here it's been a pleasure yeah ho hopefully we'll get you on some other time soon thank you yeah you bet man all right have a good night you too, man. We'll see you. All right. Yep. All right. I hope you guys liked the interview. Uh, Alan's a great guy. We're so thankful to have him on the show. And if any of you ever want to be on the show, please go on Twitter, direct message us, or comment on one of our pictures, or on Twitter, tweet us, or, again, direct message us. Uh, we'd be glad to get you on the show. Um, we can go through Skype and record the call. Or if you'd just rather... Uh, offer us your opinions and we discuss them ourselves uh, any of those works for us and as we mentioned in the uh, interview just be informed and get out and vote it's your duty as a citizen and again just tweet us instagram us our twitter is at guns podcast and our instagram is at god guns glory podcast so please give us your opinions we'd be happy to have them and uh, we will see you later in the week